Welcome to the Dog Nerd Show, where we geek out over our best friends. I'm Megan. And I'm Michael, and this is a show about all things dog. Hey, everybody. We've got another great show for you. Today, we're talking about the Shiba Inu, a Japanese hunting dog that is spirited and good-natured, and it is gaining popularity in the U.S. and is the most popular companion dog in Japan. And that's impressive because the Shiba Inu is an ancient breed. It's been around since 300 B.C. That's a long time, folks. That's a long time. Yeah. The first one was brought to the U.S. by a military family. And after World War II, this breed was almost extinct. Yeah. So in 1954, a military family brought one over. And I guess people fell in love everywhere. Yeah. Now you're seeing it a lot with uh, Dogecoin, and uh, I guess Elon Musk has one. So they're getting popular. I've seen a lot of them. Yeah. I really yeah, have, because yeah. I wanted one when I was a little girl. <laughs> hey. So. If oh. you. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, if you love dogs and, and our content, please be sure to subscribe in, uh, to our channel. It would really help us out a lot. Yeah, and if you don't want to miss an episode, click that little bell down there and you will get a notification every time we have a new episode. Now, let's hear all about the Shiba Inu. All right, we are here with Cheryl and Romeo, the Shiba Inu. And I, is it Inu or Inu? Inu. Inu, okay. I wanted one of these when I was a little girl and my parents said that it wasn't the right dog for us. And we're going to talk about that. That's so, correct. Tell us about the personality of this breed. Okay, the Shiba Inu, um, paper houses of old of Japan before World War II. This was basically a utility farm dog in the paper houses. It was used to keep vermin away from the house. Mm -hmm. It was used like a governor's for the kids, but the farmer would also use it to flush wild game. They have like no fear tattooed on their chest. They will go after wild boar, bear, wow. they don't, yeah. And so they are excellent, excellent hunters. Wow. Because of that, they are very inquisitive and they could be nicknamed Houdini. They, <laughs> where there's a will, there's a way. They will find a way to go hunt and they don't mean to run away. My, you know, my, some of mine that do go over a six foot high fence wow. with barbed wire on the top, they will go out and hunt and 20, 30 minutes later, they will come back. I'm Gosh. fortunate enough to live in the country to where, you know, you don't have to worry. But, yeah. you know, it's not a dog for everybody. You can't just put him in your backyard, go to work, and think you're going to come home and he's going to be there. He's not going to be there. <laughs> no. He's going to go hunt and, and wander. Yeah. So would this not be good for an apartment dweller then? Somebody who actually lives in an apartment that has to walk the dog down to the dog park, you know, and walk the dog every day, it's a very good dog. Okay. They're a very clean dog, other than the fact that they are an Arctic breed of dog. They're double-coated. They do shed. Okay. Um, Romeo is also a service dog for an elderly woman, so he's bathed probably more frequently than you would have to. Yeah. It's not a breed of dog that is a high-odor dog. Okay. Um, but they do shed. Yeah, and I bet that's a lot of shedding. Yes. Yeah. When it lets go, like this time of year, they're letting go of that winter undercoat to get the spring and summer coat back in. So it's almost like you unzip a fleece jacket, you know, and it just <laughs> all <down>. over. <laughs> so, um, Rumps. did I, so would it be, so I'm thinking first time dog owner, probably not a good dog no. for them? No, they, 
they really need to, you need to be an experienced uh, dog owner. Okay. Because it's, um, it's an Asian breed of dog. Um, they're quiet. Mm -hmm. um, they love to perch on the ottoman, you know. They love to, like if you're watching a movie, curl up like a cat in the crick of your leg. Uh, they love to sit on the back of the, of the ottoman or the, the sofa, I mean. And, um, but they require somebody that talks dog. Okay. Yep. You know, yep. it's, it's, it, unless you're willing to go to training classes, you know, to learn to be educated, yeah. it's just not, I wouldn't recommend it as a first-time dog. Okay. Um, you said they're quiet, so do they bark? A little. A little. But, but they're more of an alert barker. They're not, because they hunt, they don't let off, it's not like a hound dog where they're chasing game like that. Yeah. They're sneaky. They, they're stealth. Yes. In fact, <laughs> no the fear. The yes, the sesame. I say, when the fall leaves are down, that that color is kind of bagooty and brindled. I said I should name one Stealth Bomber because you can't see it. Wow. You know that they blend in with the camouflage. Yeah. Are there any health concerns for this breed? Um, well, when we first started off, you know, in the bringing them in and that in the early '90s when we became recognized breed. We had a problem with patellas mm -hmm. um, and glaucoma with the eyes, but okay. we've worked with health testing now, and then we test uh, hips and elbows, patellas, eyes. Okay. But and they're a very long living breed. It's not something that you're going to, you know, like some breeds are eight, nine, 10 years. Yeah. Romeo is still competing. He was number three last year. He is 12 years old. That's amazing. What's their life expectancy generally? My, my line, I would say 16 to 18 years. Wow, that's yeah. fantastic. That's, wow, that's amazing. Um, so are they good family dogs? Are they good with children? What's that like? Yes, but they don't want to be low man on the totem pole. So okay. anybody that I place a dog with that has children, I said it's a good way to teach them to be responsible. Mm -hmm. The child should be the one that feeds the dog, puts mm -hmm. the food down and that so that the dog understands pecking order. Mm -hmm. okay. Because they are very smart, Mm -hmm. um, they're not a lazy breed of dog. They don't want to be low man on the totem pole. Okay. So as long as you make sure that you, the family's hierarchy yeah. has the child above the dog, then you have no problem. Okay, okay. And in saying that, like, what would be their activity level? Do they need a lot of exercise? Or is it like a good hike on the weekends and walks during the week? What's their... As long as you, you know, go for a nice brisk walk, mm -hmm. you know, every single day. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a fenced-in yard, then yes, they will acclimate. Um, I don't ever recommend runners like this breed because they can take a run after they're a year old. Um, but yes, I had a firefighter that had one and he could run five miles and the dog was not even winded. And he was like, so they, they are very much can be high energy. So it's one of those things that they need to be trained from the very beginning yeah. so that they aren't out of control. Yeah, I would imagine if they're gonna go after boars and bears, they've got a lot of energy. A lot of energy, okay. a lot of stamina. Yeah. Too. They can yeah. go and go and go. So yes, if you're a hiker, it's an excellent breed because okay. they were bred to kill rats and snakes. So they will find them on, the, on your pathway as you're hiking. They will let you know. Michael, <laughs> Warning. this is a breed I need. <laughs> Here, I, see a, I see a, a snake on a trail and I jump so high and I squeal. Um, tell us the story about how they hunt snakes because that was fascinating to me what you were telling If us. they can be in a pack, they triangulate even a venomous snake. 
and they wait for the snake to weaken its hold, and as it falls, the one that's in the appropriate position will grab it, snap its neck, and fling it, and they will all watch to make sure that it is dead, that they have killed their prey. But they don't mutilate it, they just kill it. And you were saying they're, they're clean dogs, they're also very clean hunters, like they're yes. just clean, quick kill, yes. and they're done. Yep, and they'll bring it to you, like, for you to <laughs> worship them, saying, good job. Look what I brought you. Yes. Now give me something very good. <laughs> yes, they will, they will actually bring mice in, in their mouth, alive, and drop it so that you scream and then they will kill it <laughs> so that you praise them for, for doing their so job. They can see you doing it, in yes. that you can see them doing it in action. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that we need to know about this breed? They seem like amazing little dogs. They are. If you like cats yeah. and you want a dog, yeah. I would say you would very much enjoy them because okay. it's kind of like a cat trapped in a dog's body. They have a lot of cat-like characteristics. Okay. So they're not going to be like a golden retriever. They're not going to do everything you ask them and wait on you hand and <laughs> No, tail. in fact, the people who do performance with this breed of dog, I give them high kudos because okay. um, come to come to a, a, a Sheba a lot of times is like that close to that white picket fence. Okay. That means I came to you. Yeah. You know, to yeah. come all the way to this to, you know. Yeah. That's a big accomplishment because they just to make eye contact with you that, you know, like I'm, yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, I'm but here. they're they're not a golden retriever. Yeah, no. So are they hard to train, or is it because they're a little stubborn? They're very independent. Yeah. Independent. Yes, they're a very feral breed of dog. The Chow and the Sheba, um, according to National Geographic, their DNA is the oldest DNA closest to what they can go back thousands of years. Wow. So because of that, and they are very feral, and they could hunt. They could get away from a family, and they could be on the on the move for several months and probably take care of themselves. Yeah, yeah. And we know that from Border Terriers being independent hunters. Yep. They're going to sit for you once or twice, but they're not going to be that dog in the obedience class that will sit happily every right. time. Once they've done it, they've done it. Right. On. So training with them when you're doing that kind of trick, it's got to be concise 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. You'll burn them out. They'll, yeah. they'll like, I did this three I'm times. Bored. How many? <laughs> yeah. How many more times do you want me to do this? So yes, they're not, uh, they're not going to be your trick dog that you're going to yeah. learn to do all the tricks with and stuff like that. And for therapy, um, does that, the therapy work that he does, is that um, companionship or is he, does he alert for things? Well, both. Okay. Um, the woman that he's uh, a companion for is 96 years old and uses a walker. So he is with her, he, when she parks the walker, he lays there because he knows when she gets up to go he needs to go to go with her. Yeah. So if whether she goes to her bedroom to take a nap or goes to the bathroom or whatever, he always is at the door. Wow. And he knows kind of what her schedule is. Yeah. So if she gets out of whack, he will uh, go to the stairwell and he will he will bark then and alert. Okay. That something's a, something's amiss. Somebody come help. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's fantastic. Naturally, he's not big enough. He weighs 26 pounds. Yeah. So he's not big enough to to do a lot of other things, sure. but yes, he mu very much is intuitive yeah. and understands that there is something that needs to be alerted. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, anything else we need to know about this breed? That I, I love the out? breed, you yeah. know, because I don't, I'm not the type of personality that I want a dog that's always in my business. Yeah. He can be three, five feet away and, and sees me and that's good enough. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, when I come home, he's at the top of the stairs, very happy to see me, you know, yeah. and then he'll go run and tell my mom, basically, you know, that that's, that's who he's the service dog for. Yeah. And um, he'll let her know. But, um, no, other than that, they're very great, very quiet. You know, I enjoy, I enjoy their mischievous yeah. personalities. Yeah, I know. I'm seeing a lot of the similarities, some similarities with the Border Terrier. Not, not all, but, and I, I, I think sometimes it's, we can appreciate that independent streak in those dogs and yep. grow to really love it. So, yes. well, thank you so much. He is just a, a, a doll. Now, are they like the chow in that they're standoffish around other they, people? Or? They are a little aloof. Uh, I mean, he's been sh handled by so many judges that you can pet him. Hey, you did give me a nice sniff, which I appreciated. That was so nice of you. Thank you. But you, see, that's it. Yeah. I, you yeah, know. and people have to understand that. Right. My dog doesn't really want to be petted and loved and all that stuff. And Right. He has like three people, you know, three or four people yeah. in his human circle. Yeah. And, uh, and that's good to him, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's not bad to anybody else, but... But he's really like, eh. It, it, he, he doesn't care yeah. whether you pet him or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're this very welcome. really a treat. We appreciate it. Good boy, Rome. Man, such a beautiful, regal, and clean, self-clean, tidy dog, which is such a great hunter. And you know, you guys know from listening, and Michael knows that since they go after snakes, this may be a dog that I, I think we're going to end up with all the dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you're if you're an active dog owner and experienced and experienced. Because that was an emphatic no when we asked that question. You know, this might be any, the dog you're looking for. If you're looking for that cat-like dog that kind of can take care of themselves and are pretty much clean, the mm -hmm. Shiba Inu may be that dog for you. Yeah, yeah. So check out the Shiba if that, that fits your 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 qualifications checks your boxes and if you enjoyed this episode click that thumbs up it'll really help us on youtube thank you so much <laughs> yeah and if you have a shiba inu and we missed something or there's something we need to add to it please feel free to just go down there in the comments and put a comment we read them we look at them. We appreciate them. Also, if you're listening to this on a podcast and you have a shiba inu we'd love to hear your comments as well and speaking. Yeah. So one thing I want to know from you, Sheba parents, is how bad did they shed? Just let me know. I'm just, I'm not saying we're going to get one, but I'm just saying <laughs> I'd like to know. <laughs> so speaking of comments, let's look at our commenter of the show. And... Okay, so today's commenter of the show is Marie Scott, who watched our Chagas disease episode. And she said, my dog tested a very low positive for Chagas, and my mm. vet spoke with Dr. Madigan. I now have scripts for her, but she has a torn ACL and is scheduled for surgery in two weeks. I know Dr. Madigan recommends that your dog be on the meds for 30 days prior to surgery, but she can't really wait for surgery. Does he have any recommendations such as an EKG prior to surgery to ensure her heart is okay for surgery? With that, I replied, have your vet talk to Dr. Madigan again to find that out. Um, you know, we are not veterinarians at no. all. We were never even vet techs because I am too empathetic to work in a vet's office. And I'm just not smart enough. 
<laughs> but with anything related to the health and safety of your dog, always check with your vet. But we are so glad that Marie um, tested her dog for Chagas and did find a low positive. Um, it's an important test. So uh, definitely, you know, especially if your dog has some chronic issues, it might be something you want to check out. And that was such a great episode. I mean, I'm not trying to toot our horn. It's, I'm tr- trying to toot Dr. Madigan's horn for all of the research he's done. on. Very Chagas. important. Very, very important. Yeah. So thank you, Marie. And if you're still listening, we would love to know how your pup yeah, is Yeah, give doing. us an update. Yeah. Yeah. want to know everything. So, um, yeah. So to do that, to communicate with us, Megan, tell people where they can find us. Yeah. So you can send us an email, dognerdshow at gmail.com. You can find us everywhere on social at dognerdshow. And then if you want some dog nerdy gear, go over to swag. Yeah, go over to Etsy, etsy.com slash shop slash hound and thistle. And I will eventually get an independent store set up. I've just been so busy with my writing. You guys know I write books um, for kids with an animal welfare twist, and I'm working on book four, and I've just been really busy in the book world. (laughs) I also decided to start two other uh, series, a thriller series and a young adult series, so... (laughs) Keeping myself busy, but enough about that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Until next time. Bye. Bye.